This is Jason Cast. This is Scott Nearman. We are MP Local, where we want you to know that you are not alone. I'll tell you what, Scott, this business is not easy. It has its own unique challenges. This is not about bottom line only. This is not about profit only. We're about mission and changing communities in the nonprofit world. And that is why we started this podcast called NP Local. Hello, NP Local listeners. This is Scott Nearman at NP Local, where we are here for you, and we do not want you to feel alone in your nonprofit role, whatever that role is. I am hosting today once again uh, with a special guest, uh, Cheryl Yallen. Cheryl is an international trainer consultant from Chicagoland, bringing over 30 years of social service experience to the consulting field. She has lots of experience working with nonprofits, including as a consultant, which I know is a different perspective than your role as an executive director, a board member, and a practitioner. So when you've done all of the above, that is something that brings a, a good perspective from a variety of areas. She is currently, though, an executive director of a private foundation and a summer camp for children with special needs, which we were just talking briefly about. Ms. Allen brings up-to-date solutions to today's challenges on a wide range of topics. Uh, Cheryl, you do a lot of consulting like I do in organizational development, volunteer management, fundraising, board development, and strategic planning. These are all areas that organizations consistently need help in. Uh, She's also a published author. She holds a bachelor's in psychology, a master's in marketing communications, and her firm is CNY Enterprises, where they advance nonprofit strategies for organizational success. Cheryl, we will put your email and website in our show notes so folks can contact you. Uh, How are you today? I'm good. How about you? Very good. Thank you so much for joining us to talk about corporate and nonprofit partnerships. My pleasure. Anything you want to say about your uh, consulting services before we get started uh, or uh, how you are these days, uh, you know, sort of post-pandemic? Well, I'm not sure how post-pandemic we are because everything still seems to be virtual. I'm looking forward to walking into a client's office and doing a workshop in person. Yeah, That's my goal. Yes. Um, hopefully COVID will go along with that. That's um, right. Other than that, uh, the consulting side of things haven't changed. The needs of the nonprofit have not changed. They have shifted a bit. The nonprofits have had to pivot a lot yeah. um, in their programming, even their board meetings and how they do that. Because um, I'm sure, as you know, holding a meeting with little squares on it, on a screen is not the same as sitting around a table and talking. Not at all. We we had a board meeting last week. We had about 50-50, 50% online and 50% in the room. Uh, we're trying to do incentives. So we gave them a, a belated uh, National Volunteer Week gift of uh, some local fudge. You know, if I can incentivize oh. my staff to come to the office instead of work at home and incentivize the board, I don't know. Uh, that's definitely my preference, but we, we still got to watch what we're, what we're told by the experts, I guess. True. So now if we can get the experts to agree on what it's supposed to be, we're in shape. Not going to happen. <laughs> well, wishful thinking. You, I love that about you, Cheryl. It's, it's a, you know, you got to have that abundance and positive mindset for this work, don't you? <laughs> so, you do. You so let's do. transition. Um, first of all, um, 
why why nonprofit corporate partnerships? You you've done a lot of work in this area. What is the purpose of these collaborations? Both the nonprofit and the corporation come together with and with a mutual goal, and together they can accomplish a lot. Um, for example, uh, the corporation wants to get a certain message out, whether it is to show uh, society that they are philanthropic or society or you know society conscious. Um, they, they want a message to be able to be delivered. In addition, they want their message to be around their product. The nonprofit wants to get the word out on not only who they are and what they do and who they serve, but also the issue that they serve. And if you take that issue together with the corporation and the nonprofit, you now have a really good marriage yeah. because they will be able to accomplish both of their goals. I interviewed not too long ago a uh, longtime Habitat for Humanity employee. And, you know, I think that's a pretty simple example when you have a, a Lowe's or a Home Depot partner or donate to a Habitat for Humanity, right? They have that common goal of, you know, building products and building homes. And, and it's just a right. natural partnership. So I think when we look for partners, um, Bigger corporations have that CSR statement, a corporate social responsibility um, policy or section of their website. It's good to review that, right, and see where there's some linkages. Well, it's also with corporations, um, there there was, uh, I can't remember if it's Home Depot or Lowe's, but they were talking about safety being part of their mission, part of what who they are. And I have a client national client that works on safety. Yeah. And I thought to myself, now that yes. could be a partnership. Nobody would have thought to necessarily put the two together because it doesn't impact the product that Home Depot, whoever is selling, yeah. but it does impact their goal and their mission. Right. And um, So they're not always so obvious the, linkages. No, I mean... You watch TV and the commercials, and you see, and you see a lot of it. And all of a sudden, you think, "Wait a minute, we fit right there." Yeah, I would imagine on the corporate side, they're saying the same thing. I did not know that nonprofit existed. Another, we fit right there. Another example that I've seen uh, discussed just recently here in Tennessee is, um, you know, a large corporation that may have an expert in construction. So if you've got a smaller nonprofit that is building a building or adding a wing, and and they're willing to share that expertise, you know, it's it's kind of a best practice. I've been involved in a number of capital efforts that uh, there is a kind of neutral construction manager observing mm -hmm. and being sure that all the parties are scheduling and coordinating properly. Uh, so you've got your paid architect, your paid general contractor, but you've also got the, the person that's working for the organization doing the building to be sure that things mm -hmm. are as they contracted and as they agreed. And so having that expertise is valuable. And the other thing to keep in mind is it's an obvious fit when it is a large corporation and a national or an international nonprofit, but so many local nonprofits could benefit from a partnership with a corporation. And there it's a matter of finding out what that local corporation or the local branch of, of a corporation right. needs and um, and how would, could they benefit 
be staying local. Absolutely. So whether it is a partnership provides their employees with a way to get involved and it's a way for them to maybe give the employees some time off during work hours to get involved, or maybe it's a way to get their message out locally on right. who they are and what they stand for or what their product is. So a local nonprofit does not need to think that this, I don't fit. Nobody's going to talk to me. Whereas right. a, you know, and, and, you know, stay with, um, a medical practice, for example, a lot, there's a lot of, uh, nonprofit clinics and nonprofit health centers and even, um, HIV AIDS organizations and whatnot. Well, go to one of the larger hospital associations, affiliates. Northwestern, for example, has many hospitals as part mm -hmm. of, uh, under their umbrella. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you work together. So if I find a hospital, in McHenry County, and I'm a non small nonprofit in McHenry County. Together, we build on McHenry County, and we yeah they'll get you know they get the word out to get patients, clients, whatever, and the nonprofit gets the word out. And this is who we are. We want clients, and in addition of the messaging, you can then turn that into a philanthropic relationship. Yeah, it's kind of uh, it's kind of incumbent on the nonprofit to. Uh, show what they can provide first, you know, and then can potentially circle back to other types of philanthropic partnership, right? If if you can provide that volunteer experience to the corporation, they may right. become your event sponsor, you know, down the pike. And so it's it's about having a service mindset to your community, and that can include corporations. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the corporation... Uh, I mean, another good example would be I, I'm a small nonprofit. I have one location, but I serve an entire county, which is very large. And I want a way for people that I would serve in another part of that county to be able to receive the service. Well, the corporation have to be located in that, that other part. Can they give us space and host a program mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. add to that? volunteer employees to run that program. Well, you've touched on it. Let's back up just a minute because there's different types of partnerships. We talked about the philanthropic and that's probably what's going to come into our listeners mind first, right? Is the, the gift and, and, and getting the corporate grant or, or gift, mm -hmm. but that's not necessarily, as we've said, where you start. Now you're talking programmatic partnership, right? And, and helping with space and helping them kind of co-host a program. Right. Well, and philanthropic, philanthropic partnerships, everybody and their brothers going after the same grant. Right. They're going after the same dollars. So I would say as a nonprofit, think bigger than that and think outside the box. Yeah. Don't automatically go for the money. The money will come, but appeal to them for a different, for a different reason. Yeah. Whether it is part of their business plan, marketing plan, whether it is part of their human resources, um, you know, think a little differently. I, I've worked with too many nonprofits that every their all their decisions are based on how do I get money. Well, and there's a risk and with I that to, too, right? Called mission creep, which I've talked about in prior episodes. Uh, you know, right. you just gonna chase the grant. That's not really partnership. No, it's not at all. It's not at all. Now, there obviously, there are many corporate foundations that do partner 
because they will fund one type of or one particular organization many times. The private foundation I run, we consider ourselves partners with the agencies we fund, but it's not the same idea. We do nothing else mm-hmm. but fund it. Mm-hmm. Um, so my suggestion is, as a nonprofit, don't think money. Think everything else. Think messaging. Well, and think. How about uh, uh, that expertise? I guess I uh, I mentioned the construction expertise, but you've got some serious marketing, social media expertise, web design, different things that I know at least large corporations, but probably small too, will uh, will help you out if you, if only you ask. It's it's just like anything else. You got to ask about their expertise. You see them having an awesome website, maybe they'll help you. Maybe they'll host your website on their server. Absolutely, absolutely, and. You want a way to get inside the, the company. So if it's a store of some sort, how can you get your nonprofit in the store? Now, we know Barnes & Noble is always held, I think, once a month where a nonprofit can come in and, and collect monies from the sales, and they have a table and whatnot. I'm thinking instead of, for example, uh, many, 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 many years ago, I ran a nonprofit for youth and I wanted to hold a fashion show. I wanted to give the kids a, a whole new different opportunity. And I thought to myself, what if I try to turn this into a charm school than a fashion show? So I approached one of the larger, um, re- you know, department stores and I said, I have an idea. Could you, your employees, hold a session for 10 kids on makeup and hair and then a session on clothing and how to, Mm. you know, look at it? Yeah. And then, you know, so it was like different sessions that would build into a fashion show. And then would you either donate, discount, or lend your clothes and hold a fashion show in your store? Hmm. Now... That was programmatic because it right. meant so many goals for the kids. It also showed on the corporate side a way to get the word out that they care and they care about the kids in that community. Right. Because obviously it was a local local effort. Right. Even though it was a major department store. Um, and it was a little different. From that, I did get a grant. That's but great. But I didn't go into it looking for a grant and it didn't go into it asking for any money. And instead I got a little creative on how can I have my agency's name plastered all over that store for at least a week. Right. Right. That gives other donors and other types of people uh, an entree into who we are. And now all of a sudden, Others will then contact me or send me grant applications or whatever. Well, and credibility, too, if you're a smaller organization, right, that that this well-run business um, recognizes mm-hmm. a well-run nonprofit business or nonprofit organization. Absolutely. Gives that credibility. You, Absolutely. You had mentioned to me previously also uh, maybe a third type of partnership, and that would be advocacy. Do you want to say anything about that? Sure. Advocacy is basically pushing for, pulling for a particular issue. If, you know, if what you want to do is get out in front of um, HIV AIDS, for example, and let's say there's some uh, medications or or non-medications or types of therapies that can be used, 
Um, and you've got corporations that care about HIV AIDS. Together, right. you do the messaging and you do the advocacy and together your name goes together on whether it is commercials on TV or radio, yeah. uh, whether it is ads in stores, whether it is uh, the local bank, you know, provides you with a vehicle to show you're working together. Um, so, yeah, so the advocacy, it's basically working towards the same goal of providing a group of people yeah. with a service. Yeah. So co-branding. So I guess our other topic we wanted to cover um, is is how these is how to go about that that partnership, right? Um, I mean, we've talked about it meeting both corporate and nonprofit needs and, and the various types, but I think that co-branding is one example, mm-hmm. right? And and when you're building right. the partnership, a it takes time, and that seems to be a theme with a lot of the the conversations I've had recently is building relationships takes time. We know that mm-hmm. we got to remember mm-hmm. that and and have some patience. Um, but secondly, you know, it may or may not be an obvious uh, joint venture, an obvious shared mission. Uh, it's, it mm-hmm. depends on what type of partnership and what kinds of, of areas of overlap there are. But that co-branding, you know, you are you're putting your nonprofit brand at risk just as they're putting their corporate brand at risk. So it's really Absolutely. important to talk about the expectations. What would you advise Absolutely. listeners about that that angle? Well, it, it- you're right. It takes time and, and you have to build trust. They don't know you from a hole in the wall and they need to figure out, can they trust you? And you need to make sure that they're going to follow through on whatever they say they're going to do. Right. So I think the first step, if it's going to start with the nonprofit side, the first step is to figure out who at the corporation should be your, who you should contact. Mm-hmm. If it is a, um, Marketing issue, contact the VP of marketing. If it is a, a human resource thing and you're looking to involve their employees, contact human resources. Um, you can always contact, obviously, the president or if it's a local store or a local bank branch, um, you know, you can figure out who to contact. The other piece is look to see if they have districts because maybe you should not, you're not going to the actual bank branch, but you have to go to the district. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when I've tried to get uh, banks involved in something, they'll pass me right to the district. Figure out who it is you want to talk to and then suggest your idea in a, in a very exciting way that they'll, they'll give you buy-in. Well, let me back up just real quick. That figuring out who to talk to is sometimes a real challenge, right? Especially when we go from any city to city to city, mid-size, large, or even small, and all the corporations are the same, and hardly mm-hmm. any of them are locally owned anymore. Uh, who mm-hmm. am I supposed to talk to? Or, or some big multinational auto parts manufacturer or something. You know, how do you know mm-hmm. who the heck to go to in a 2000 you know, there's 2,000 people in that building over there in Industrial Park. Right. You know, how do you know who to go to? And I think having somebody on the inside, you know, look at who your donors are. They may have a good matching gifts program would kind of educate you. You know, what are their, where are their spouses work? Is there somebody on the inside? Is Absolutely. there a chamber of commerce roster? Somebody that can help you figure out who who to start with, right? Because that person on the inside may refer you on two or three times before you get there. But you also raised a good point, and that is the networking. 
that yeah. you can do. Yeah. Sometimes it's a cold call or a cold or a cold letter or a cold email that you're going to follow up on. Many times it is the networking you do by joining groups, yes. attending meetings, conferences, exhibiting. Yep. Um, hopefully there'll be more of that if COVID starts to go away and more things are in person. Um, so, you know, COVID has been a real problem with that type of communication. But you're sitting there and as you're waiting for a meeting to happen, you're having a cup of coffee and you're kibitzing with somebody. Yeah. And now they're not only getting to know you as a nonprofit professional, they're getting to know you as a person. This yeah. is somebody I like. Yes. Right. I'd love to hear more. No yes. like and trust. Exactly. Exactly. You can also assume a lot of business people want to get out of the office. So there's nothing wrong with saying, I have something I'd like to propose. I have, it's a really fun idea. Mm -hmm. You up for lunch one day? Yeah. And go out for lunch. Lunch, coffee, yes, breakfast. You can offer treat, but nine times out of 10, that won't be necessary. Um, and that should be part of your budget anyways, is your networking. That's right. Um, or meet them for coffee, but get yourself in front of them. Even if it is, can we sit down for a minute? I'm happy to come to your office anytime you say. That's because right. Because the better, the you, the quicker you're able to do it face to face, the faster you get a little bit of buy-in. And yes, it is a matter of uh, taking time, and it and it will take a lot of time. It could be one meeting. Okay, he's not a decision maker. She's not a decision maker. Let me bring somebody else into this discussion. So you've done your now homework know. on the front end, right? You know what you want or you have an idea. You're doing yep. your homework maybe through the corporate website and you're networking, not only on who to talk to, but is this going to be a good fit? So what is their brand or reputation? Maybe not even the corporation, but the person you're talking about. Because you also, as a nonprofit, I got to look out for our organizations here. You want to be sure that you want your organization partnering with them, not just the other way around, because you, you you hope it leads to a grant. But then I think the other piece we haven't talked specifically about is putting those roles and responsibilities on paper. A simple MOU, one, one and a half pages can go a long way to avoiding hurt or hard feelings in the future. If we know, for example, for a building project, for a golf tournament, for a uh, an underwriter for an event, uh, for the use of space or the volunteer hours the staff can provide of a corporation. Those kinds of things simply need to be written down so that the communications expectations are clear. And they need to be thought through in advance, even before you make that first call. Good point. Or sit down for that first meeting. Think about this is what I can bring to the table. And right. This is what I would like you to bring to the table. That's right. You might end up negotiating some of that, which is fine. But if you don't start with something and start with the needs, they're not going to think of it necessarily. Right. This is still a little new to them sometimes. So, and it's that negotiation and knowing what those two sides are going to bring to the table. It goes to the MOU yeah. uh, or a partnership agreement or whatever. And the partnership agreement should spell out everything. So that there's no misunderstandings later on, the time frame, the what the task is, the goal. Yeah, you can have objectives. That's great. 
um, who is responsible from each organization? I think this is um, particularly important too, Cheryl. With uh, in fact, we just developed a new policy a couple of years ago at our organization for third party fundraisers. You know, there's some real risk with just trusting a volunteer and giving them your logo, uh, and they have they they go out and create flyers and pledge forms there. If, I would suggest your organization needs a policy on on partnerships or at least on any effort to fundraise on your behalf. Um, our organization just went through the motions also of having a give now button on Facebook, which is much harder to get than it used to be, I've learned. But um, go back to the MOU. You want to clearly define the roles and responsibilities in there. That's right. And you want to do it, if not by name, by title of the person at, at each organization, because it, it inevitably you're going to have more than one person working Good on point. the project. Yeah. And you want to make it really clear of who is, where's the bottom line, where's the buck stop, the head of the, of the partnership yeah. in each organization, and then who in the organization will be helping you and working with you. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think I, I'm full agreement that every partnership needs to have an agreement or whatever word you want to use. Sure. Um, and they don't need to be legalese. They don't necessarily need to be reviewed by an attorney unless there is money exchanging hands right. or um, liability involved because, you know, you want to make sure you, you're covering all your bases. Uh, the people in the nonprofit should be informed of what you're looking at and thinking and doing because they're going to be more aware, is there a liability issue that we need to be concerned with? Is there a personnel issue that we need to be concerned with? Is there a client confidentiality issue we need to be concerned with? Well, and who carries the insurance? Who carries the insurance for certain types of activities? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And on the corporate side, it's the same issues. You you know, they're going to need to know you know, is it their insurance that has to cover something? Not everything re- involves insurance, but, you know, you want to make sure you've just covered all the bases in liability. What marketing is the corporation able and willing to provide for the effort? Yeah. That's spelled out. doesn't have to say three email bursts, but it has to say email bursts. And that way you've got a running place. So it needs to be uh, very clearly delineated because, you know, what if you walked away? It needs to continue. Yeah. This partnership cannot be dependent on one person always being there and always being available because the goal is the partnership's going to continue year after year after year after year. It's not a one shot deal. I just want to wrap up with leadership. Um, you know, that's kind of a, a key point of all of this, leaders on both sides, getting the right person and, 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 you know, it's creating that MOU and discussing Mm -hmm. very frankly, who does what, but also the use of the brands, what we're agreeing to signing the agreement, you know, that takes leadership. uh, And it also does depend on the title, as you mentioned, that needs to sign that document. Because again, if anybody else needs to pick up that document down the road, they need to see that the executive director signed it, that the organizational or regional manager uh, signed it at the corporation side. So I think anything you would say in, in final words here on, on leadership and, and these partnerships overall? 
The other thing I would say in partnership overall is think outside the box. Don't look at what is necessarily easy. Look at what is exciting and fun. And then all of a sudden you'll come up with some new ideas. Keep your eyes and ears open. If you're seeing commercials on TV or even on your stream on the Internet um, and something hits and fits your mission, Mm -hmm type of clients, think about how, you know, what are ways that we can work together? And then finally, don't go into anything thinking money. That should be the last piece of this puzzle. The dollars will come. Just like a job interview. Sell yourself first, then talk money. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And and network your little heart out because that's how you're going to get to meet the right people. They're going to get to like you. Well, you've heard it here, folks, on NP Local. That is Cheryl Yallen with CNY Enterprises coming to us from the greater Chicago land. Cheryl, and I failed to say this in the beginning, you're a longtime uh, professional friend here and client of the Insurance Alliance. And we are grateful to you for, for sharing your expertise and for all that you've done through the years. We, we worked on a conference uh, committee together up in Chicago. and Yeah have uh, attended her workshops that she's offered and uh, just learned a lot from you every time we talk. So thank you for your time and for what you do for nonprofits. Thanks Scott. This was a pleasure. I enjoyed it. And that is a wrap on NP locals program on corporate and nonprofit partnerships. This is Scott Nearman and Cheryl Yallen, and we are here for you at NP local.